podcast. How you doing today? I'm fantastic. I'm doing great. This is uh this is actually the year end episode. Yeah. Of 2017. Uh I'm really excited. This has been a very eventful year. This is the year that we actually started this podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're actually on episode 34. Yeah. And we didn't start. When did we start this podcast, actually? Was it March? I think we started in March. Yeah, yeah, eight months ago. So in eight months, we gave y'all 34 episodes. We're very happy for everybody who's been tuning in. Shout out to Instagram. But we've been being very consistent, and we've developed over 34, close to 34 hours of content on all black business, entrepreneurship. That's right. Community building, nation building. We're going to leave that piece out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been it's been very fun. A lot has has taken place in this year. In this episode, we're just going to recap what what we've done, what what's been happening in the uh what what do they call it? In the, in the atmosphere in the, you know, as far yeah. as business is concerned, but in the environment, you know, um I did want to talk about a business topic to start off with. And that is information management. And basically that's what we do here. You know, our podcast is on the SoundCloud platform. And that platform archives every episode. So we talked about 34 episodes. Those episodes are archived. They're saved. So we also are on YouTube. We have um, episodes on YouTube. So, and um, you can always retrieve those episodes. So when we talk about information management, we talk about the storage of the information and also the dissemination of that information. Yeah, I think that's very important. And I can think of one instance where I took a major L. <laughs> okay. As far as uh information. I uh I used to have um I used to have uh, um another laptop. Okay. And it had all my beats on it. For y'all who don't know, I'm a producer and a songwriter and everything. So it had all my beats on it. It had all my film proge- projects that I was working on. A lot of stuff was on this uh, laptop. I did not have this information backed up or stored anywhere else. Right. So when that laptop died, mm-hmm. I lost a lot of work. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I lost yeah. a lot of beats. But basically, it, it just uh, it made me reset, and it made me have to... Uh, Actually, it made me create in a way that I haven't before, which is interesting. So it honestly pushed me, but I wouldn't even have to deal with that if I had information management on my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. So have you ever ever interacted with that or faced that problem in your business? Yeah, I mean, uh, I took losses. I mean, you know, I was in the construction industry. So what, in the construction industry, industry, what, what aspect of it is... Uh, information like, are you logging your customers? Are you logging, you know, um, your inventory? Or I mean, like your materials and stuff like that. Yeah. What's information for somebody doing construction? Well, first of all, you have the the customer information, right? Uh, the contact, your database, the customer database. That's very important. Um, cause your material, your equipment, you want to. Um, you want to inventory that, your equipment. But each job has its own material list, equipment, manpower, that type of thing. But each each project has its own file. Now, in business, we want repeat business. 
So we, and, and also you need to store this information, tax purposes, um, that type of thing. So we store that file, the physical file that has the contract in there and all other information around that project. Well, because I think if you don't store that type of information, it can end bad for you, right? Like, we see a lot of people in business who may have not been keeping good records. Yeah. And what happens is that when they get in trouble with the IRS, they don't really have anything to back up what they're reporting. Yeah. And then that could result in sometimes jail time as far as, uh, jail time as far as, um, taxes are concerned. Yeah, it's called an audit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, if you don't pay your taxes, um, then you can be held accountable. And a lot of the, you know, the old movies, uh, but actually, is, is fact. The historical uh, outlaws, gangsters, mafia, they made large sums of money, but they made it illegally. So since they made the money illegally, they didn't pay taxes. Mm. When they couldn't get witnesses or whatever to testify against these gangsters. They was able to get them through the IRS because you didn't pay taxes or all this, you know, gain wealth. Mm. <laughs> so, but in business, and you know, our president Trump has been able to elude federal income tax for over twenty years. You know, that's right. How, that's how they got some of the mafia guys. So, but some type of way he's been able to to use the system, you know, loopholes in the system. Maybe move his money offshore or something, or to a foreign nation, and he evade taxes. Uh, but you definitely um, need your your records for for taxes. Um, but other information, um, customer base, because you want repeat business mm -hmm. for advertising and marketing. You might want to send them out. A lot of a lot of people do that around the end of the year. They send out a card. You may do it electronically on social media or email, um, thanking them for their business and wishing them uh, a Merry Christmas, a uh, holiday season or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then in there you have a little coupon. You know, we offer a 20% off holiday special. <laughs> this reminds me of something I seen online recently that really blew my mind. Uh, it's this producer named uh, Ryan Leslie, and he had, I think, I don't know if he came up with this app or was he a... Uh, a large, you know, finance or investor for this app, but it's, it's this app called Superphone, mm -hmm. and it, it's the way to text your customers, um, text a large number of customers at one time and keep in contact with them and have a direct, you know, um, connection to them. Yeah, direct communication to the customer. And uh, he was talking about how, and this is keeping records of your customers. Yeah. So yeah. if you do business with somebody, they would take their number, take their email, stuff like that, and then you know, reach out to them periodically throughout the year. So the, mm -hmm. the only time you're hitting them up is not when you're trying to sell them something. Now you have, like, mm -hmm. a communication with them. And uh, he was talking about how he did a New Year's party since we were around New Year's. Mm -hmm. They did a New Year's party last year where he sent out a message through this app and then uh, was like, who want to come to my, uh, you know, who want to come to this party? Mm -hmm. All you got to do is pay 200 and something dollars. You can come to this New Year's party. Mm -hmm. And he said he was up $40,000 in, like, you know, one day, and then he rented a a, um, a mansion and brought all the people out. So I think that type of information is great to hold on to, you know what I mean? That's true. That's I mean, business building block. Uh, we ought to have a conference and and a show and bring the audience in, and then that way you we can uh, 
meet meet uh, meet and greet each other. Right. Also give us the opportunity to raise funds to finance the show, to finance the movement. Yeah. Because uh, I think uh, we can go places. And we're going to talk about it at the end of the show, our goals for uh, 2018. 2018. Yeah, yeah, as we come to the yeah. end. This is the last day of 2017, so this is very monumental, I think, Yeah. as far as what the show can do and where we're headed with the show. And one thing I, I, I did want to say about uh, Facebook, you know, we have a Facebook page, but we also have a Facebook group, Business Building Blocks group. The group have grown into a marketplace. A lot of our our members, we call them members, our friends that are business owners, some have uh, been guests on the podcast, and some just tune in. But you can go on the Business Building Blocks group and post your business ad. And those of you in the audience, visit the group and support and patronize those businesses. Because that's what we want to do. We want to circulate that dollar and we want to empower ourselves. Absolutely. That's real powerful. I think I think that's what the show is about anyway, right? That's true. Like what we wanted to do when we created the show was facilitate, you know, business owners or people that are already successful that can grow it or people that wanted to become entrepreneurs that were starting from square, run, square one. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to, you know, give that information so that people can grow in the direction that they wanted to. That's and true. honestly, for me... I, I'm learning a lot just off the people that we had up here, the topics that you bring. Yeah. A lot of this stuff I had no idea of, so this has just been a learning process for me too. So, it's, And shout out to everybody who's been tuning in with us because yeah. I feel like we've kind of cultivated a little bit of, like yeah. a family, yeah. you know, the business builder blocks family, you know. Yeah, we, we're growing ourselves, and we hope, hopefully we're growing the people around us. Um, we, we grow from one another. You know, everybody is, is bringing something, and everybody is is feeding off of this this accumulative information. So you know, be be part of it, be part of it, uh, participate, and your participation, and we can gain from whatever you have to offer. Also, make yourself known if you're in business, so that we can support you, we can patronize you. Now, we we want to patronize you. You know, we we want to spend our dollars with you. So show us, show us your. Uh, I was talking to an entrepreneur today, and uh, he he he's thinking about coming on the show, and he said, "Well, I got so many uh, different things that I'm doing. I'm I'm involved in several businesses," and um, I said, uh, "That's fine." He said, "But I have a lot of different products, a lot of different services. How can I talk about all that? Talk about it one at a time." Mm-hmm. But the main thing is to get your name out there, get your brand out there, and then let's start talking about your your, your products, what you what you have to offer, your services, and then we excited about supporting that. I love that because honestly, you get a certain feeling. I do it when you walking into a business that's like you know you can see the people in there who own it. You know, it's kind of like a startup vibe. It's more like it's still family because I think we're used to a lot of these mega corporations like um, Walmart and all this Target and all these things. But it's like a different energy when you, like I was in this restaurant in Third Ward today called um, Houston This Is It. Okay. I never been there before. It's on Blodgett. Okay. I never been there before, but I went in there and it was, um, 
you know, it's black people everywhere. It looked like Sunday dinner that people have at their house, but it was like in this restaurant, you know, or or like after church and you go in the kitchen, everybody yeah. getting plates, the socket to me yeah. cake and all these different foods. And I was like, man, this is like, this is different. Like I feel, you feel natural in this environment. Like, man, and it was just beautiful seeing the people in there supporting that business. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and you could see the owner walking around. Or yeah. it looked like it, it was passed down. They got pictures of the owners who started it, you know, back in, you know, whatever. Whoever you spend your money with, that's who you empower. Right. And, you know, this is it. Remember the movie Jason's Lyrics uh, starring Jada Pinkett? Well, that movie was filmed in Houston. And Jada Pinkett worked inside of this restaurant. That restaurant was This Is It. For real? Yeah, that was This Is oh. It. Oh, this is it restaurant. But at that time, it was on West Gray. That is crazy. It was, it was over. That area used to be, before gentrification, that was the black community. Yo. That was the fourth ward. Now that area, they changed it to a sports bar. And it's it's over. Uh, it's in, in, in Midtown now. It's Midtown. Yeah, you told me that. I had a lady in my car who told me that she worked for an organization that was dealing with the with the community over there mm-hmm. and she pointed out to me that there's an African American uh you know culture library yeah, or something yeah, library, yeah. Library. and I was like it is right there and right. I was like is that what that area used to be it then they used to be like Freedomstown or something like that that was Freedomstown Freedomstown so that's what we talking about with this show like we can't keep letting this happen to our communities where right. people come in and they just Rip it apart. Don't don't nothing over there look like us no more. I'm over there all the time. Nothing in Midtown is really black anymore. And I didn't even know that that was Freeman's Town or that right. stuff like Jason Lyrics wanted to, you know, yeah, black movies. You know, every black person seen Jason Lyric. You know, and the Freeman's Town for those of you who are not familiar with the history of of Houston, Texas, blacks settled this area first. It was a black town. You know, we talked about after slavery. Blacks established their own towns. Well, Galveston, which is just south of here, like 50 miles outside of Houston, the Galveston was the big city. It was the port city. And Houston was was a little, little black town. Well, after a major hurricane hit and destroyed uh, Galveston in the early 1900s, then they moved to build Houston. They, they widened out the bayou into the ship channel and they moved it 50 miles inland to protect it from hurricanes. Mm. Didn't do very good for Harvey, though. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but uh, but blacks were settled here first. And the oldest building downtown Houston is Antioch Baptist Church, built by former slaves. And we built our own streets, and we laid the bricks ourselves. And they've been covering up the bricks or digging up the bricks to try to re- erase our legacy. And, and, and the Show respect for the Native Americans. They was here first, but we were the first ones to establish this town. I didn't know that. So Houston, the city of Houston began with Freemanstown. With Freemanstown. Yeah. A black town settled. And I heard it was like black-owned businesses all around there. You say like the, yeah. the soul food spot. It was probably all kind of businesses yeah. over there. But now we go there now. Nah. <laughs> it's condos. Yeah. It's CVS. It's all these companies that were not there. And and I'm and I'm wondering what's what's gonna happen to the rest of our communities going forward. 
Like, we see this mega deep, they building these skyscrapers, shooting it. Because Freemanstown, if you look at it, it's only like a mile from downtown. Yeah. So that's like, that's a hotbed right now. Everybody want to live right there. Yeah. Because, you know, you saw the oil and all that moved in and they kicked all of us out. Is that what yeah, we're talking about? You know, you know, as the story goes, it's not over. That's what's going on now. Yeah. And we and you talk about Emancipation Park. And shout out to everybody that participated in Kwanzaa. We had, uh, we made history this year uh, with the new, renovated, and improved Emancipation Park. Uh, we had uh, Kwanzaa there. The first day of Kwanzaa was celebrated at this new facility, multi-million dollar facility. But originally, former slaves bought that land, and we established our own park because because of Jim Crow. We could not go to other other. It was during segregation. We couldn't go to other parks. Mm. So we had we built we bought our own land and, and established our own park. You know, back when we were independent, thinking. You know, mm-hmm. I'm proud of that. No, yeah. But now uh, that whole third ward area. Um. Historically, were black. Now is suffering from gentrification. Others coming in, buying up the property, building these uh, townhouses, homes, and condominiums. So um, that's what we're about. We need to get to our show. Yeah. No. 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 That's what. That's what this show is about. We're talking yeah, about what yeah. this show is functioning as. Because if all of us were entrepreneurs and had a, the entrepreneurship mind. When these companies move in, what happens a lot of time, we go fill out a job application, and now we're working for this company to build it even bigger. But what what, what should have happened, we should have pulled our resources and, and built up what was already there and supported what was already there, and they wouldn't have the capital to come take what we had. So that's the function of the business, Building Blocks Podcast. All of us should 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 be um, producers, in a way. And if we're going to consume, we should consume amongst ourselves a little bit for Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get right into it if you want. Let's let's get right into it if you want to um, really dive into it, and that's really you're right. That's the purpose of the show. Next to next door to this is it restaurant on Blodgett is Unity National Bank, the mm. Black Bank, and down the street, a few blocks down the street, it takes us to the university, the Black University. So the black university is uh, uh, right in the center of the black community. The black business, uh, blank bank, and you have these uh, restaurants and other businesses. Why can't we unite? You know, why can't we unite? We all rubbed up against each other. And the thing we haven't talked about are the churches. We must. We we got we got to talk about the church. We talk about schools. We do have private schools, private charter schools. Not really private. Is public money is private management. Why aren't we banking black? Why aren't we using black vendors? You see? Yeah. So that's what the business building blocks is about. Right. Let let us and we we should support the black uh charter schools, private schools, universities. Uh, we talk about the athletic program. Look at all of the millions of dollars that the coaches are making. Multi-million dollars for the coach. But the players is out there sacrificing their life and their limbs. They get very little. Something has to be done about that. And uh, we, we talked about in previous episodes, the NFL. The whole protest was Colin Kaepernick. He stand up or take a knee. 
and everybody get upset. The other side, they get upset. You're disrespecting the flag. You're disrespecting the veterans. But what do the flag represent? What are we fighting for? If we're not fighting for our civil rights or our um, our freedoms, then that's what we that's what we standing up for. That's what we protesting for. That's what we challenging those powers that be for. And again, economics. We just don't want to fight for a job. Slavery, we had full employment. You see, we were serving other people. We had no ownership, no land ownership. We could not own anything. They didn't even allow us to read. Now we talk about authors authoring our own books. We talk about Nation Products being a book company, online bookstore. We encouraging literature, artists, authors. Let us write our own story, dramas, movies, plays. You know, we com- we complain about the wars. You know, mm, that just made me think of something. We should give out we should give out some awards as like we should have a business award. That's true. Because a lot of times uh, the creatives get awards, and that's great. Because I'm a creative, I, I, I appreciate that. You know, you get the best album, this and that. But it should be an award, entrepreneurship award. Yeah. Where, like, where it's, like, best marketer or, you know, yeah. best startup, you know, best tech company for the two, for the year. We should probably put something together like that. That That's like yeah. a, I don't know, y'all probably watch it. Somebody going to take that idea. But go for it because that that's a that's actually a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> we could do uh, with our annual banquet. Yeah. An annual banquet where we give out awards. Mm. And also we bring up local talent. Yeah. And and let them entertain <laughs> us, you know. We can bring in a black caterer and let them feed us. You see what I'm saying? All of this is becoming tough. it's like it's like strengthening the network basically. Strengthening the network between the consumers and the in and and the businesses. Yeah. Because we need that blood flow back and forth for us to be like a, a to be formidable opponents against this, this oppression that we was just talking about yeah. with Colin Kaepernick. Certain communities don't get it the way we get it. It's yeah. because we have a lot of a lot of money and a lot of influence because we we influence the world with our culture. Yeah. But we just finding ways to to own our our images and own our our likeness and own our talents uh, so that we can so that all this you know mm-hmm. the impact that we have yeah. is being monetized by other people. We right. should monetize it ourselves. We should make money off of what we are producing in this country into and, this world. And, you know, I like to say that the whole Western world, the whole Western empire, Europe and America, the wealth was derived from slavery. So we built America and Europe from our blood, sweat, and tears. And the question always come up, you know, if we were to separate, separation was a thing that we talked about all year long. Will we be able to govern ourselves? Will will we survive? Of course, we were surviving millions and trillions of years before someone else came and enslaved us. And we need to we need to recapture our identity and our history and our culture. But we made them rich with our labor, with our intellectual property. With our ideas, our in, our innovations, our inventions, we built this economy. It's no doubt about it. And they and even the church, 
the Catholic Church Christendom became rich and powerful off of our suffering. So could we could we build a nation? Could we build our own community? Of course we can. We have to work for ourselves. We have to work for our own interests. You know, it's simple. Yeah. Really. Because I, I think we look at America as like this superpower and can't nobody ever catch up with America. But what we don't realize is that this country, and I think we're seeing signs of it now. You ever see like a bodybuilder who used steroids? Yeah. Like that's not real. This is kind of like, or I think a better example would be like, yeah, yeah, steroids. And they're they, they using these different things. They might get pec implants. So it yeah. looks like America's is superpower, yeah. but they really sucking our energy and our blood. And if you had free labor for that many years, those hundreds of years, of course you got that head start. But what that did was that's that honestly, I think, created like a, it made us stronger as a people, I think. Yeah. And if we did it once, we could do it again. That's right. And, and I, th- that's what I was going to say. I was in uh, the This Is It restaurant again. Mm-hmm. It had this picture on the wall with Barack Obama. And then it was, it was an old picture from when he became president the first time, you know, our first black president was elected. And another picture of his family crying. I'm like, man, we were so happy about that, if I remember. Because yeah. we thought, oh, finally, after all this stuff, things going to change right here. We got the black president. <laughs> oh, we on. We, we finna we, be we, independent. We, we, had a, we had a symbol, and we had, we had a taste of us being in control. Right. We, the dissatisfaction we were taught uh, in the nation of Islam by Minister Farrakhan, and the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that dissatisfaction brings about a change. So right now, we are suffering uh, under this type of government, this type of rulership, this type of oppression. So in us is a desire for freedom, justice, and equality, right? And a, a change, a real change, a substance change in governance. And we've seen a symbol of that in uh, Barack Obama. Oh, this is going to be a change. Justice is going to come to the oppressed. And then they fought him every step of the way. You know? Right. And now Trump is trying to undo his legacy. And that's bringing back by a great desire in us to bring in this new world, this new form of government. But the new world is going to come out of us. The kingdom of God is within you. So through our children, and stop, we need to stop aborting our children because our children is the answer to our prayers. They born with the with the ideas, with the solutions to the problems. And they are the ones that's gonna carry it into action. They're gonna bring this new reality into into concrete reality. Right, right, right. Yeah, because um and I think that's what's interesting. So I'm glad I'm glad we because we started this with an idea, but we didn't know how far we were going to take it. We we never think small, you know, but we did come into it kind of like, oh, we'll see where it goes. And I'm loving what it's turning into. We've had some great guests on this year. We've had some great topics that we discussed and went into that we've never really talked in depth about like this. Or you can't really go many other places where they're talking in depth about these topics. And uh, I'm just I just want to recap. Being that this is the end of the year, I want to go back and talk about the highlights of the year on this show. While we get that together, let's go ahead and do some sponsorships. All right. 
There are some sponsors. Our platinum sponsor that's been with us from the beginning is nationproducts.com. Nationproducts.com are literacy advocates. They are present on social media. You can follow them on Facebook. Nation Products on Facebook. Like the page. And also visit the site. That's nationproducts.com. And make it meaningful and, and purchase something. There are books for our children. Now, we need to get these ideas into the minds of our children at an early age, particularly science. We have chemistry for children. We have Famous Blacks in America, which is a word search book for our children. And they need to learn more about their culture and the figures throughout history that help make a contribution to the advancement of this nation. But in that, when they begin to learn about their ancestors, they'll learn about themselves. They'll learn their own identity. And they're to build a self-esteem. And then what they would what they would learn is that if my ancestors were able to accomplish great things, now I know I can accomplish great things. And they they would move the culture forward. We're not going backwards. We're going forward. So we got to empower our youth with those tools, and we need to do it early. You know, we're empowering them now. Well, we're buying. We're spending money. But what we need to look at what we're spending money on. Name brands. I got to get these Nike shoes. We got to get the latest cell phone or the latest game. Uh, I submit to you, let's get some books. And that book's about ourselves. It's authored by us. And uh, that's going to empower our children. And let's get some books on science and mathematics. And let's introduce them to these subjects that they may not be introduced to in the public school system till high school. Uh, we can begin and give them a head start by introducing those subjects to them now. That's nationproducts.com. And, of course, the book, A Case for Separation, written by uh, Attorney Warren F. Muhammad. And you can better understand that concept of separation because it leads right into self-development, nation-building, community-building. Mm. And us accepting responsibility for that and not waiting around for others, liberals. You know, you hear this... Uh, in, in the political arena about conservatives and liberals. And historically, we've been waiting on some great white hope, a great politician to come and save us with some legislation or some program like WIC, you know, uh, food stamps. We don't want to be beggars. We want to be builders. So we can be builders and we can create our jobs and we can set our own standard of living. And then we need to start doing trade, international trade with the Caribbean, with Africa, and elsewhere. <laughs> we can empower ourselves and empower others. Case for Separation by Warren F. Muhammad. Um, public service announcements. Um, we talked about the Final Call newspaper. Black media, we have to support black media because black media tells an unbiased story. Because a lot of times now, we're living in a time of fake news or propaganda. Corporate-sponsored news, and they have a corporate interest, which is profit. They may not give you the straight, unadulterated truth, 
There's no substitute. I, I, I talked to a customer of mine, and he was suffering health-wise. And he said, uh, man, I'm thirsty. I drank a whole bottle of a two-liter Sprite soda, but I'm still thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I say, man, there's no substitute for water. You can't drink alcohol and sodas and juice and expect to be healthy. That's actually terrible for him when he's too little yeah. of Sprite. And, and, yeah. and I was providing the transportation for him to go buy liquor and soda. And and his health is failing. He can't figure out why. Um, it's no substitute for water, but there's no substitute for truth. Finacall.com. Finacall.com. Uh, the... You'll get this latest issue, the uh, What Did 2017 Bring Back to America? A Case for Separation is the feature article. Bring Black about. America. Black America. Yeah. Um, go to finalcall.com, support black media. Also, the economic blueprint, we've been talking about this fund that was established by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan <clears throat> to purchase farmland. We're not going to have economic development, nor freedom. Without land. Let's get that clear. We have to have land. We have to have some reserve that we can call our own. And we must uh, use the land or cultivate the land for farming, for um, livestock. And also, we need to harvest timber for wood. I mean, um, everything comes from the land. You know, the the resources all, all up under the ground. You know diamonds and gold and all these precious minerals are found in the earth. So we need some of this land to call our own. That's economicblueprint.org. We only ask for five cents a day. It's 35 cents a week. It's $18.20 a year. And we can begin to build our freedom, build our community, and build our businesses because we own the land where all of the raw materials are derived from. That's economicblueprint.org. And also, we at the beginning of the year, the Nation of Islam have the annual convention called Savior's Day. And we help finance the Nation of Islam by giving a donation called the Savior's Day gift. Uh, you can go to the Nation of Islam website at noi.org help give to that uh, cause or you can find an ad on our social media sites It's going to be talking about the Savings Day gift the annual Savings Day gift therein we're going to be building um, institutions that's going to sustain us alright then so if you support the podcast y'all go support those different businesses that were listed yeah and Wazir are we gonna are we gonna mention Wazir's music? Yeah, yeah, y'all go check out my music. Y'all know what it is, Wazir. Search me W A Z E E R. We'll go into it later in the show. But uh, 2016, 2017 actually coming to an end. That's right. This is the end of the year. So I think uh, this is this has been a great year, like we've mentioned at first. But I want to go through the show and recap some of our mm -hmm. favorite moments. Some of the memorable things that people have told us, you know, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from the very beginning, we wanted to look at how we can start uh, this show off. And 
We need to start with a plan. We, we realize that. Business plan. Start with an idea. You got to tr translate that uh, idea into a goal and a plan, a written plan. That was one of our first episodes we was talking about that. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And uh, it was, I think that was very, we kicked it off with a bang because you can't go forward unless, like you said, unless you have a, unless you have a plan. But I think you always told me, plan your work and work your plan. You know yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. And a people without a vision will perish, yeah. according to the scripture. So if you don't have a goal, you won't have anything to strive for. And you may sit down, you may lay down, and you'll start dreaming, sleeping. <laughs> you sleep. If, you, if you're dreaming, you sleep. Let's establish a vision, and let's make that vision come to reality from our works. We have to invest. We have to make a sacrifice in our resources, our time, and we have to do some activities, tasks, in order to make that a reality. And then we need to have some game plan. You know, if you playing football, we used to always huddle up. We huddle up in that huddle, we come up with our strategy yeah. on how we're going to move that ball forward. And that's what you're doing here with a business plan. You're coming up with a strategy, and you're going to get out there and you're going to uh, put effort into it. And uh, the, in physics, work is force time distance. So you notice in the football, you got 10 yards to make a first down. So you got to move that ball 10 yards. So in your business, you got to move forward, make some progress. I don't care how much money you put in it, how much time you put in it. If you don't make going in distance, you haven't done any work. Mm. It's forced time distance. So uh, one thing about this show that I think is a... Uh a key part, but one of my favorite parts is when we bring on guests. Yeah. And uh, I, I think our first guest, and we were both learning, this is a new thing, and I think we did pretty good, but this was our first time interviewing as a duo. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I think it was very, you know, insp inspiring, I, I, I think is the word for that interview. Yeah. And I think our first guest was Lee, right? Yeah, he was very electrifying. Lee. And who was Lee? Lee was a... He's an artist. Lee is right? a... Uh, uh, art, what they call it, an uh, airbrush artist. Right, he was an airbrush artist. But he did so many things, and, and I go back from time to time and look at that episode in order to get inspired because he was so energetic, and he had a disability. Remember? His, his vision. He had a disability. But he do things that those people who got 20-20 vision don't do. I never knew that about him. How was... How was he? Um, yeah, a painter with a with a with a right. visual disability was like wow, and he had been through so much in his life, and uh, just the way he kept pivoting was very inspiring to me. How he he said he had that one teacher that inspired him to yeah. to to look at what he could do with his art and how he could make that a uh, make a living off of it. You know what I mean? And he started in school making money. We talk, you know, he started earning a buck in school, you know, just freehand, making drawings or whatever, selling them to his team, to his classmates, and eventually, he started making T-shirts in high school, and he made more money in high school than some than his parents. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I said, man, and he made so much money on the weekend. 
I think he was working at Astroworld, which was a major theme park in Houston. Um, if anybody knows, it was right across from Astrodome, where the, um, the Texans play now. Right. So in high school, he had his own contract where he was making T-shirts. And um, and this is episode six we talking about. If you want to go back and reference what we what we're discussing right now, just as a as a reference. But yeah, that was crazy. And he had been through a lot with his with his mom, you know, passing, and mm-hmm. it was just like a good. I think that was a good guess because he was so you know. It showed people that it's not going to be an easy road when you're doing a business. Mm-hmm. You're going to face a lot of adversity. But it's more about how you look at it. And, yeah. you know, attitude is everything when it comes to stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was definitely inspiring, man. <laughs> uh, over, the, over the course of the show, I think our next guest was, um, what was his name? Uh, separation, right? Was that our next guest? Uh, I think... Um, oh, no, I think had, it was some other people. But the we next... We had Richards. Right, right. Who had her own... Um, uh, party rental business. Right. A female, first female guest. And uh, again, another inspiring episode. Right. Because she wanted to help children. She wanted to serve uh, unmet need with our youth. And she began to do that in her church. And also what she did, she started servicing like, because um, she had uh, chairs and and, and tables and that type of thing that you can rent for your event. And also, she catered the food. Um, oh, she catered the food. So look up Party Runner, you know. Uh, right, right. Richards, that was what, episode 10? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was the runner with Rich, Richards, episode 10. She was a very nice lady. I I, I, love, I enjoyed talking to her. Uh, do, over the, I want to ask you a question. Over the course of this show, did you hear something uh, that you didn't know beforehand, before you did that episode? Because I have something in mind that I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I, by all means, I'm not all-knowing. I learn something every show. Right, right. It, it, I mean, I learn it from you. I learn it from the guests. I learn it from preparing for the show. You know, we should read something between here and the next show. Right. Or we might observe something. So... I'm a, I'm a student at all times, and I'm always learning and gaining from these episodes, especially Man. from the guests. Yeah. One thing that, that really threw me for a loop is when we had Attorney Warren on, and he told us that um, when Haiti got their independence yeah. from France, yeah. they had to turn around and pay France reparations. For slavery. For slavery, because right. they had them enslaved. Once they got free, they were like, you got to pay us now that y'all ain't our slaves. I, I wanted to go to war right that then. That was crazy. I wanted to refight that, <laughs> that, that war right then because it's not over. Yeah. I mean, if you're not free financially and economically, you're still not free. And it just made me think how they did them like that. You, We seen the video. We see the videos in Haiti. People over there eating, you know, mud pies, and they just living a very hard life, and it makes me wonder— is that a result of them requiring them to pay France, who is a power in the world? And that's part of it. And it's also the political um, pressure that's put on by these, the European nations and the American government. The American government 
involving themselves in their political process. Uh-huh. You remember they have a president, and then if 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 America don't like the president that's duly elected by the people, they go kidnap him and take him over to South Africa and detain him. You know, Arashid, they did that recently. Mm. And um, so it's hard for them to make progress. And then the U.S. sent his troops over there and basically occupied the island. And all of these millions of dollars is being raised by the U.S. former presidents, uh, Bush and Clinton. Clinton. And where is the money going? The money not going to the people. They raising billions of dollars. The Red Cross. <laughs> the Red Cross raising millions of dollars. Yeah. And the question again, where is the money going? See, we don't realize we're still at war. That Haitian Revolution never never ended. The colonial uh, in Africa, when those uh, nations begin, those African nations start beginning to get their independence, that war never ended because a lot of those African nations are paying reparations to European, their European masters. And they are depressing the African economy as well as the Caribbean uh, economy. Right. They're being oppressed by the monetary, uh, these different, these political uh, interests. So uh, Europe's interest and America's interest may be to devalue your currency so that they can take advantage of your natural resources. They can exploit you. Mm. They can exploit your whole nation. They enslave your whole nation economically. So that's why we need to we need to involve ourselves into this and uh, currency issue. We talked about it, the bit the Bitcoin. And remember, Gaddafi was going to establish an African dinar, uh, African uh, currency backed by gold. Oh yeah, they had to get him up out of here. Or <laughs> either backed by the resources of Africa. Yeah. And, and if they do that, then Africa will be the world power. So that's, yeah, yeah. So our oppression has an economic base to it. That's what people yeah. not realizing. Yeah. A lot of times people are looking at, oh, they're so mean. They hate our blackness. They hate our melanin, team melanin. That's one part they of it because our, of, they hate our freedoms and yeah. our way of life. No, they nah. hate that you coming over there killing them and stealing their resources. No, no, no. I was talking about when people were talking about the powers that oppress us, okay. saying that they hate us just because we black, kind of. Oh, okay. But they also. They making a lot of money off yeah. black and brown people. Yeah. If we was circulating that money amongst ourselves, they would be right back where they were before they start exploiting us. And, and we know you it. You understand the civil war. Why would they fight a civil war to preserve slavery? Well, <laughs> they was getting paid off slavery. Yeah, they was like, you just I don't want to lose my slaves. You know, these northern Yankees come down here and mess with our Negroes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our Negroes, you know? Nah, Negroes getting uppity. They think they supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Because they was, I mean, can you imagine that? Everybody now who has a startup who listening to this business, one of the highest, right? and this, you tell me if this is true, one of the highest costs of doing business is paying salaries, yeah. paying people's. So if you look labor, at labor, labor workers. So if you could start your business without that expense, it just have mm-hmm. all right, look, you come work, all of y'all come work here. Yeah. And we, <laughs> when we talk about reparations, we owe that 300 years of chattel slavery. We owe that paycheck. You know, they say that blacks, they out here protesting like somebody owed them something. Yeah, you do owe us. You owe us 310 years of chattel slavery. 
and now over 100 years of Jim Crow and second-class citizenship. We need to get paid because we fought in every war, and we're not giving the benefits, and then we got to fight for our civil rights when we born here, you know, and we built the country. Right, right. So, you know, it's time to have a redistribution of wealth. That's the solution. A lot, a lot of times we talk about, you know, people say, why, why are we always talking about the problems? This show ain't about talking about the problems exclusively. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about, if we're talking about build, build, building businesses, that's a solution. Yeah. We yeah. allow these billionaires to govern the country, and they pass tax legislation to give themselves uh, less taxes, tax write-offs. They put the burden of taxes on the poor to run the government. Why they rape? Why they rob the country? Well, that's not gonna last long. You know, we're not gonna stand for that, man. And I think we think this ain't a like you said. We ain't beggars, we builders. I like right. that tag, by the way. We should put that on a t-shirt or something. But w- this type of manipulation isn't just on a lower level. It isn't just on. You say you look at McDonald's and you see somebody working the register. And maybe they bringing in more customers because they being real, they being a great employee. Yeah. So they make, or say the manager, let's say the manager, that might be better. They don't own any stock in McDonald's. They just running this, this um store, they're right? Working sixty to eighty hours a week. Got it booming. Got <laughs> the McDonald's salary, however, they not getting paid by the hour. Got the McDonald's booming. Might be in our neighborhood. All this cousin stuff coming through, you know, whatever. But he don't get no stake in that company. Mm-hmm. He or she. Now let's say I just heard Drake in his new um. Freestyle he did over over Jay Z's song of Family Feud, mm-hmm. and he talked about he not pressing go until he gets a bite of the apple, mm-hmm. which he's talking about apple, right. because what he did instead of people thought Jay Z was mad at Drake for a while because he didn't sign with Title. Now when when Jay Z was signing these artists artists with Title, he was giving them like one or two percent of the company. Now if Title is worth a hundred million dollars, then that one percent is a you know a million or two million yeah. or something like that, but now Drake didn't do that deal. He went with Apple and they gave him twenty million, but he has no stake in the company. Yeah. I remember when Drake got there, or no, he don't have no ownership. I remember when Drake got the Apple Music. People weren't really just using Apple Music like that. Now yeah. I think he took them. I was just to cite um, DJ Academics. I think that he took them from twenty million to forty million. If I'm not, yeah, and, and these are people paying $10 every month. Mm-hmm. So he helped them grow. Y'all could research those numbers, but the point is he grew that, that he had a, a part in that. But does he have anything to pass on his children from that see, see, deal? The problem, the problem with Drake is that he's half black, half Jewish. So he thought he was going to get the look either way? So he's more loyal to his Jewish side than but, his black side. But we... <laughs> But this is what I'm saying. They didn't even give him no part of the company. Even him. He did all that work. So what he should have did is went yeah. with Jay-Z and built yeah. title up and got two, three, four percent. He had a bar mitzvah. He, he, he <laughs> you know, it was in one of his videos that showed him having a bar mitzvah. Yeah, that um, was HFFR. And one thing I do admire about the Jewish people, they empower their boys. They bring money to this. Uh, it's like a... a like we have the Sweet Sixteen for girls. Yeah, they have a part about mitzvah for they for their boys, and they bring money. Everybody that come bring money. And he he become empowered financially, and he buy real estate, 
and he by land, and and they teach him to master us. You know, <laughs> at, 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 he's not a man. He's not considered a manatee on real estate. So these are the p powers that be at this time, and uh, seemed like Drake went with that that Jewish side instead of the black side, and he, he bit him. Yeah, cause he should know that that. No, that's a lot of usury. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. he, how you not going to give, not in the whole, not, you can debate what percentage it should be, but they not in the process of giving people ownership of none of this. All mm -hmm. these corporations, it's a problem going on with YouTube, and we we talked about information. Some of our videos on YouTube, mm -hmm. going forward, if our channel grows and booms, we don't know how much do we own what we doing or how much can they monetize and cut our views because they are the power in that. Yeah. So it's like, what? basically, it's great to find ways where we can be owners. Yeah. Anytime we do something, we should try to find a way to own what we doing yeah. and own what we contributing. But man, we coming to the, uh, to the end of this show. Yeah. <laughs> Is there uh, any other honorable mentions you want to... We, we need to talk about some more guests before we... Yeah, leave. yeah, let's shout them out. Uh, Cliff... With the chess league, you know, we definitely uh, got a shout out to Cliff. We had our international representative, Brother Akbar Muhammad, that came through, talked about doing business with Africa and international trade. Um, we had, uh, and if I, uh, Brother uh, uh, Chris L, that did the videos. Can't forget Kalani. Kalani, yeah, Kalani. Shout out Kalani. We shot that in the studio. Shout out, bro. I don't know if he's watching or not, but uh, yeah. And uh, of course, brother attorney Warren Muhammad. John Grimes, 1956. Grimes, 1956. Billy or Ayalo? Ayula. I don't know how to Ayula. say his name. Shout Billy, out to Billy. Man, Billy. Go listen to the episode. What episode was that? Episode. Tw oh, my bad. It's episode 20. 20, yeah. It's 20, uh, but it was right after Harvey. And man, he's a very good speaker, very articulate. Billy came with it. Yeah, Billy. <laughs> uh, look forward to working with you. Mr. Homer's, we talked about the Homer Daniels. Uh, very wise man, talked about uh, gentrification. Uh, Akbar Muhammad. Yeah. You already mentioned him. Dr. Uh, Perry Cows. Dr. Perry Cows, a historian. And, uh, and oh block. yeah, got to shout out Writers Block. Yeah, yeah. That was just like what was that? A couple weeks ago. Yeah, this, this is on Writers Block, episode thirty-one. Man. Uh, also at the Kwanzaa, there was a group, a cultural group. Of young ladies came by asking about artists in the tray in the Third Ward area. They got some organization for artists, and uh, we made certain that they got Wazir's music. Hmm. Um, and uh, you definitely want to go, go, go cop a single of Wazir or either get his album. He's on iTunes. He's on all the streaming sites. He's even on Tidal. Aren't you on Tidal? Yeah, man. One day I want to sign with Tidal and, and get my percentage. Or well, not just get my percentage, help grow that. Because I, I, love, I love what Jay-Z is doing. A lot of people, I think, I don't know if they hating or they mad at him. They don't like seeing a black man win like that. They're like, okay, now nah, you winning, but God, I mean, you want to own the whole world, but no, we, I like we this. Have <laughs> we, we have to win in order to create opportunities for our brothers and sisters. Yeah, when I do my deal, I'm doing it at title. But uh, yeah, so this has been a great year. I'm really excited about what we have for 2018. I think the sky's the limit. Yeah. I, I think we could do whatever we put our minds to. Thank y'all who have been listening for all these 30, 34 episodes. Yeah. 
it's been a great experience, a great learning experience. Uh, you have anything to add? Um, no, I mean, give us some feedback. Uh, contact us through social media. You can reach out to me at 832-258-3061. 832-258-3061 if you want to be a sponsor or a guest to the Business Building Block Show. Well, happy new year. <laughs> well, uh, you have the blocks. And let's get to building. This is the Business Builder Blocks podcast. Thank y'all for listening. See you next time.